It's very yeah, soft, and it's always like when Harry's parents are being thought about. Exactly, yeah. That's sad. It's <laughs> so sad. It so. is. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't think of it as sad. I think I of it think as of just it as kind of like lonely, but ex- lonely, but longing. I'm, yeah, right. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's a sad one. Harry's, okay, uh, huh. Harry's what? Just Harry's life is pretty sad. Is Harry kind of emo? Um, he's very emo in Order of the Phoenix. Oh. I mean, that's like the emo age, It though. is, yeah. But also, there's like a lot going on. Order of the emo. Pretty much. He's like really mean to everyone. Well, that's not what we're covering today, is it? <laughs> no. Today, we're covering Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Na, 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 na. So we're continuing our Harry Potter sort of sequence every sort few of weeks. sequence. Well, yeah, every few weeks. It's not very defined. It's but not. We're gonna try to move through them. We are. It's a cool series. It is. It is. I um, really enjoyed the first one with you. Yeah, we're gonna kind of go. So if <laughs> my notebook, it's flapping. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't know, we are Hikey Book Club where we come together and discuss movies and TV shows. And sometimes random facts of our lives. Right. And I'm Zelani. I'm Cameron. And normally on our episodes, we have a spoiler-free section at first and then a spoiler section later. But due to Harry Potter being so wide known yeah and very like fandom-y like if you're not in it you probably you know won't click on things for it big fans it's it's not like other things where you review it and people you know yeah. it's, it's it's different so you're right harry potter is huge it's like star wars yeah. or pirates of the caribbean yeah so we're not really going to do spoiler free so there will be spoilers of chamber of secrets and maybe some further books and mm-hmm. movies as well even though cameron we're a little limited in all the spoilers we can give because cameron doesn't really know the end as well I, so I just don't remember it too well it's hard it's really hard with the movies this is won't be structured the same way last last episode we took a little break but it was just like a random break because we were trying to watch shark tank <laughs> and then we couldn't <laughs> oh i remember that now the yeah. channel wasn't available we were kind of recording close to the wire yeah we were but then close we couldn't even watch it edge. so we just came back mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but anyway so, so we gave ourselves a lot of time no hurry we're in no rush yeah but we also don't want to make it too long and you know why exactly. the main reason uh because people have lives they don't want to hear us yakking all day no night i don't i don't day. care about that but chamber of secrets is the most hated movie uh, of the series no say it isn't so and book, yeah oh so i kind of want i kind of agree yeah so <laughs> we'll, we're gonna talk about but it a it, lot yeah i kind of want that to guide the whole episode and trying to figure out why interesting you know okay Just cause, that's great we have a question yes it's like why do people hate chamber of secrets so much and i have a lot of reasons oh that i'm uh, like reasons hypothesizing. from the internet or no 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 just my own intuitions my own observations okay. people people out there might have more reasons they hate it but it's definitely 
I, I, I think I see quite a few things that I think I might be why. But I feel like So where do you lie on the spectrum? So I'm I I'm <laughs> I'm not in the group that hates it so much. So you're for yeah, Chamber of Secrets. I'm okay. I'm I'm it's just weird for me, like I've mentioned before in the episode before, I've I only read the books a couple years ago and I grew up just watching the movies the whole time. And because I think because of that I prefer movies and book books one through four instead of most people prefer five through seven. Why? Better. I think because it's more like it's bigger and broader. Action-y? Well, it's just like broader problems. It's like whole society type mm. problems and like they escape Hogwarts the or they, they just don't yeah, stay in Hogwarts exactly. anymore. Expands further out. The universe out. and the problems are beyond Hogwarts and they're more like high stakes mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's more like compelling as a story i guess but for me watching the movies only that's one through three four are the only the ones i followed Mm -hmm. so to me that's why i think i like those because i actually grew up with those stories and then the later ones i didn't so much because i didn't really understand right i looked at goblet of fire as sort of that gateway it's definitely the turning point yeah outside of i mean azkaban kind of starts to sprinkle well, yeah. it gives us our first glimpse into i guess an institution beyond i would say chamber of secrets does In and we'll way? talk about oh it. the ministry yeah we'll talk about okay it so that's why i don't hate chamber of secrets so much and also so azkaban and goblet of fire i understood most of them but i definitely once i read the books realized i didn't understand the ends of them huh you know in azkaban the end is very important for like Peter Pettigrew going back to Voldemort and right. setting up then the fourth one he he's coming back and then to me like it's always like oh something bad happens at the end but I didn't Doesn't realize Doesn't Harry also learn a really important spell? That's in every movie. Yeah, so Chamber of Secrets probably the last movie I I followed all the way through cuz Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stones are pretty similar or like pretty simple. So you watched those movies first and then wrote the read the books? I watched all the movies first. Oh, right, right. And then read the books. And Chamber of Secrets is the last time I fully understood. Well, it's its own. It, I feel like it's wrapped up. Yeah. Much like the first one was. Yeah. It's its own. They're both very presentable, which I think that's part of the early writing process when you yeah. have this early series is you're still kind of figuring out the direction what kind of like long-term arcs and i don't think that jk rowling was quite there yet the author of the harry potter series just wanted to make that <laughs> clear no one knew yeah <laughs> so that's what i think of the chamber of secrets as it's this very nice isolated sequel that still doesn't give us any real sense of what the bigger world stakes are well, so this is the second movie in the Harry Potter series. There's just seven total. Mm. Um, we covered the first no, one. No, there's eight total. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. That's so weird. There's seven it's books, so eight movies. Right. And this is the second one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so what, did you think that they had a break in between filming no, it The was, Philosopher's Stone? Well, between, would, between filming, obviously, but I saw that production started three days after the release. Oh, wow. Of Sorcerer's Stone. It came out like a year later. I mean, that's such an insane production schedule. Yeah, it is. I can't believe it. You can't. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. So you <laughs> said the. All the time. <laughs> so you says the least uh, favorite. Yeah. Does that mean that it performed the 
least as well? No, it it was semi successful. It just has the lowest rating. Was it fans. was its box office earnings eight hundred fifty million? Yeah, almost or like more, but eight seventy five, eight seventy nine. Wow. Yeah, it was very high grossing, but that year it was also Spider Man came out. And like a Lord of the Rings. So I was going to say Lord of the Rings so, is also happening at this time. Yeah. So like it wasn't the highest grossing, but it was like the third or fourth. Mm. And then the you year. also had the Star Wars prequels yeah, happening. Yeah, there was the Star Wars one too. John Williams, because you know, he did the score for the first one. Uh-huh. He also did the score for this one, but he was also really busy. I read, so he didn't was give kinda, it as much effort. Yeah, he was kind of part time. Like, they had another composer that was, like, the main one. Oh, that's so sad. Kind of, yeah. He was busy on Star Wars mm. and then on uh, Catch Me If You Can, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm, uh, I actually really don't like that movie. Why? I remember it not being that good when I rewatched it's it. It's so good. Yeah, I remember it being kind of, like, basic. I You're didn't really, basic. Yeah. <laughs> it's early Leonardo. He's cute. I think that's, that's why you like it. No. It's a great movie. Tom Hanks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I think I really love. I think I really loved Chamber of Secrets when I was a kid. It's and pretty I, scary, honestly. Mm-hmm. It brings in the darker. That's what we kept seeing in the behind the scenes interviews videos. That the kids kept saying, "It's a lot darker." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why they kept. <laughs> I guess that was the lines they were. Just, yeah, like to PR exactly. Yeah, to do Their PR, agents were like, "Whatever you say, just say that this one's darker." Yeah, exactly, and it is. It's like they desaturated it. They made. I mean, the themes are a lot darker. Just in it the does story. seem desaturated, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty green. That's a good point. I think that's green and silver. That's a very like possible secondary random reason people don't like it as much. Like a, a small like. There's a lot of reasons. So was it budget? 100 million i didn't see okay. <laughs> you haven't been following the budgets as much yeah, lately it's just like i gotta I, know, let me do that research then okay fine from now on you do that research <laughs> um, i'll call up the peeps and be like yo what did it what did it say on the account books so Balance let's sheets. get right into it oh so i think i think i figured out the, like the bottom line reason why everyone doesn't like this movie really is it the really bottom line though yeah, it's like the bottom line and then there's a lot of stems. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I guess. You're going to have to illustrate this for us. Yeah, so I think I think it has too many coincidences. So here on High Key, we've talked about talked about a lot in a lot of movies the coincidence, the one coincidence a movie is allowed to have that sort of like moves the plot forward. Right. But you can't use more than one because it becomes not believable. Right. And, and people lose like and this is in the, sense the of fantasy. The, mm-hmm, and it's in the sense of the writing of it, the mm-hmm. screenplay, how when they're writing the movie, they can only allow, they only really have permission to get away with one coincidence because if, when you have more than that, then it, it becomes unbelievable. Just yeah, like you said. It like takes you out of the fantasy of it being like a real realistic story. Uh huh. And I feel like this movie has like, a million coincidences and that i think loses the audience and that's why people don't like it well do you want to lay out a couple of examples so we can go through it a little bit a little bit chronologically chronologically yeah because there's coincidences 
in like every plot line and there's like a million plot lines in Chamber of Secrets. Good point. And okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's start with sort of the beginning big plot line is the escape of... The well, escape? We'll get to Dobie and It's like the rescue. Dobby. Right. You're right. What escape, rescue, whatever in the in the flying car. We'll right. get to Dobby in a second a little later. So I remember just loving flying through the opening title. Like this is the first movie. In the first one, you it just like comes out of nowhere into the sky. But then uh, in this one, it opens up with you flying through the Warner Brothers logo. And then you fly through the Harry Potter, I guess, in the middle of the name or something. I just remember it being really cool. And I liked it when I was a kid growing up. I was like, whoa. Cool. That's <laughs> very specific. And then we see the suburb and it gives us a little bit more context for the neighborhood that they live in. The d- yeah, the but I'm not, I'm not trying to do Dursleys. 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 Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Not, I'm not trying to do summary yeah, yeah, okay. play by play. Sounds good. <laughs> From logo to the credit. So Dobby? No, I will get to Dobby in a little bit. Okay. Because, you know, he's he pops up multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get to him later. I think the big sort of moment at the beginning the first huge moment is the car mm-hmm. because the flying car the flying car the, the car flies the ford aglia oh is that a real car i think so <laughs> i don't know british people <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so harry thinks none of his friends are writing to him but it's really dobby whatever he's trying to get him in trouble to not go to hogwarts but the weasleys get concerned and the twins and ron take him out he ends up at the weasleys they wait they take him out is that their extraction of him like yeah <laughs> okay from like the prison yeah the prison yeah of the dursleys right because they are really like torturing him mm-hmm. and they, just, we see the burrow for the first time and i mean that's important chamber of secrets i think is important for establishing so many seeds i guess wait did you say the bureau Burrow. Oh, is that what they call Ron's home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know, you didn't that. know that. No. Oh. That's see, that's a book deep cut. Yeah, kind of. It's not a deep cut, but it's like they don't mention that in the movies I from what I remember. They probably mention it like once offhand. That's oh. the thing about This is a home the burrow. Yeah, the yeah, I think he they say something like that actually. Mm. And, <laughs> and it's just with British accents, I'm telling you, you sometimes miss this these made up words that like mm. you don't expect to be something important you know i mean it's cool that they have a name for or, it and it's a funky maybe, eclectic house maybe it's like a a shot of like a sign somewhere in the shop that says the burrow how, that's do you, the how would you describe movie. their house well it's like magical like it's supposed oh, to be yeah. structurally like not looking right because right. it's held up by magic and right like, like it like, should fall over any second yeah but it won't right because it's magic yeah it's basically our exposure to like wizard homes mm-hmm. because they're very different from muggle homes the dishes do themselves yeah that's nice the house <laughs> just kind of cleans itself kind of i mean she has to like enchant things yeah so you have to be like you have to know i could learn you have to know your stuff. i could learn to enchant <laughs> my broomsticks yeah so we meet, we don't meet Mrs. Weasley here, but we she, meet the, she's like a bigger role. But we meet Mr. Weasley. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean we don't meet Mrs. Weasley? I mean, we met her in the first one. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. I see. And we, But we meet Mr. Weasley and, mm-hmm. and his fascination with muggles, mm-hmm. which is important because he's a pure blood. And we, we first 
this is this movie is our first exposure to the racial tensions as it well. is in the, the uh, in the wizarding world the interesting racial tensions yeah i yeah. would say it's racial tensions like i mean i think that's definitely race-ish. what it emulates yeah yeah the first big coincidence i think is you know that they can't get through the barrier at platform nine and three quarters mm-hmm. at hogwarts we also meet lockhart but we'll get to lockhart and they can't go through but later they found out it's dobby that closed the gate it wasn't that they were late through oh dobby closed the day- gate i totally Girl, missed that you missed everything in this. <laughs> yeah Do- dobby's behind it because he's trying to keep harry t- from going to hogwarts huh I actually, I just thought that they, the gate closed on them. No. Because they were late. It was Dobby. But I always thought it was weird how they, it was just like a fraction of a second right. that they missed it. No, it was Dobby. But we didn't see Dobby. No, but they say it later. Right. When Dobby visits him in the, in the, in the hospital. Infirmary. Yeah. So the first coincidence is not coincidence. Okay. So I'm losing coincidence loosely here, but okay. it's stuff that's like, why would you do that? and it takes you out of the realism is they decide to fly the car to Hogwarts when they could have just waited for Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, right. They're kids. Come on. No, they could have sent an owl real yeah, quick. Yeah, right. They're kids. Come on. No, they can. Like literally McGonagall tells them that later and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> oh, they could have just sent an owl. Yeah, and, literally yeah. and get picked up and like there's it's not the only way to get to Hogwarts, and it was just stupid. You, of course, because they used magic to fly the car, and then they forget to put on the invisibility cloak. Well, and it's faulty. It, yeah, it is. He says it like that. But <laughs> it get, it becomes faulty once they're already in the magical world, so that's fine. No, no, it's faulty. Like, the invisibility thing is faulty when they're the going up. Oh. That's why they get seen. No. Yes. Or maybe in the book, but in the movie, it's not like that. No, in the movie, it's like he forgot it. And he was like, oh, yeah, the invisibility button. And then he just presses it and they they go invisible. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to rewatch it because that's how it goes. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not that important. The important thing is that's the first sort of. Actually, kind of is important because they get like yelled at. Well, they get seen. That's the only important part somehow. Do you understand how serious this is? It's the first instance of like, that was dumb. They could have thought of like them not thinking about the owl. Yeah. Is not realistic. I hear what you're saying. Or waiting like a few minutes because the Weasleys have to come back to their home. You know, I mean, I still don't know if it fully qualifies as a coincidence, but I, I hear where you're coming from. They could have obviously made a more realistic choice. Yeah. Like it just. They could have thought of that. It's not right. it, first instinct is not to fly a car as like right. a twelve year old. I'm just trying to remember. Because they weren't feeling like fun about it. They were like, "We have to." So, which makes no sense. The reason why I'm going to say it was not a coincidence uh, in the sense that we've been using it is because them using the car to get to Hogwarts becomes important later on in the plot because they need that car. Well, I know that's why it's a coincidence. There was a way more, various more realistic options, but they had to do that one in order to like, like influence the plot later. Yeah. That's another coincidence. We'll get to that. <laughs> like that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well. I think. Okay. 
I mean, I like it personally, but well, it's fun. It's a very iconic yeah. scene. It's very, it's full of action. I think, like you said, he doesn't actually dangle from the car in no, the book. No, definitely not. It's a lot. It's very more, cinematic, though. Yeah, it's a lot more for. It's better portrayed in a cinematic medium. Mm-hmm. I guess I remember that just being one of the coolest parts of yeah. the when I was a kid watching it. It was funny too. It's mm-hmm. like it's pretty funny. It is, but. Yeah, I think that's the first sort of, mm, but it's like the first one. So it's like, okay, you know? Right. But there, there's a lot more. <laughs> okay. So I really, I just going to lastly say, I love mm-hmm. that sequence of uh, them, the invisibility of the car failing, really just this whole sequence of them getting the Hogwarts, because it's, it is actually a good example of progressive complications in a scene mm-hmm. of showing how when one thing happens, then this next bad thing happens and next bad thing happens and it makes it like these increasing obstacles for them to get in over to Hogwarts. Yeah. Uh, they have the train that's like, you know, chasing behind them. They're about to fall out of the car. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that is movie. Right. Exactly. And then exactly. It's, it's more, it's, it's better translated. There. It is. Um, it's a good point actually. And then of course they crash into the weeping willow, which does the weeping willow come back? Whomping. Oh, it's not weeping. It's a whomping. Yeah. Cause so it hits. Does the whomping it's willow come back? It's very important in, in prisoner of Azkaban. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it sets up that it really doesn't do much else other than that. It's mm-hmm. a funny l- thing where Snape, <gasps> when he's getting mad at them, uh-huh. is super mad at them for like hurting. You hurt one of the most oldest, most valuable trees. Yeah, and exactly. they're like, Since it hurt us. Since before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it hit us way right. more than we like. With all due respect, sir. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. So one actually mm-hmm. thing we actually forgot here, maybe what? this will help you change your mind about how this isn't just a coincidence, but the other important uh, part of the plot, breaks. his wand breaks. That's not, that's worse. Like uh, that's another whole stupid thing. Like how can the school let him? That's another coincidence. Well, oh, it's, I a, know. it's like, how think- can the school let him like just walk around with this like hazard. Okay. So maybe what I'm hearing you say is that the chamber of secrets is on the whole, not as realistic. It seems a little bit more forced by JK Rowling to get Mm -hmm. to some of these other important, like make them come back around later on. Yeah. Basically it's like too many, like what? Like this is like the natural thing. Like why would anyone do that? And and that takes you out of the fantasy the way a coincidence would not necessarily. These are, straightforward coincidences but like it takes you out of the fantasy okay because you're like why didn't they just think of that it's like the first thing you would think of yeah i guess i've kind of suspended my entire right idea of that though just because it's the magical world i can never think of the choices as being the same rationale but it's like as the muggle world it's regular logic it's not like (laughs) since when is this world this magical world based on it should i mean it is though like there's things that don't make sense in this movie okay fair enough like that and well so we'll come back around to why the wand is important uh for yeah it, breaking. it is and it's it's just like yeah the school should have spares like at least to rent you know like it's obvious mm-hmm. it's a huge hazard it's not realistic that a school would let other kids be in danger <laughs> Even McGonagall points out that wand needs replacing. Yeah, but and, it's like... But they don't actually take any action. It's like you would normally get written up or, you know, yeah, sent exactly. back home and be like, you know, get your stuff and come back tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's weird. 
Am I right? Oh, it totally is. I mean, it would be like a thing if you didn't bring a pencil to class. That yeah, would be exactly. Or like a pencil with no lead. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> but you can't come to a test without a pencil. Yeah. So just like you can't come to a, a wizardry duel without a wand. Yeah. That works. So it's like unrealistic at a level that's beyond like the magic stuff. It's just like their structure, if they're based on a school, you know, a school would act a certain way. Okay. So that, yeah, that's another coincidence. I don't really have that, but that's a small good one. The wand. Because it does become important, but it's like at what cost? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they, st- they start their year, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah you know they just start learning and all i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> are there like advanced so this they we have the mandrakes which we do become have the mandrakes. important those are like a good one that c- come this is back. my favorite part it's like my granola scene it is oh <laughs> yay they're, think- your, they're thinking of us environmentalists it's your hufflepuff scene <laughs> yeah that's a good one that is an example of like a good plot line that followed through to the end but made sense mm-hmm. like them learning about these plants and then then be- their juice becoming important yes like it's that's normal that's like cool yeah. it's not a coincidence but good follow through uh-huh but that's about the only one <laughs> and mandrakes are so funny they so, really are they're creatures. hilarious because they're like they're very they're like modeled after human they're like short-lived humans i yeah. guess but like roots, roots yeah <laughs> it's they're really funny because they're babies and then they become teens and then they when they're finally ready for the juice they're like oh they started like mating and having like mating for life you know like marrying that's crazy because they're like adults like humans (laughs) and like when they're teenagers they're like throwing a party so like but how (laughs) do they do that in like a big like single pot i guess what did you they just i think they grow I want to see them come back. Like, why didn't they ever come back to them in Harry know. Potter? They're, They're hard. That's the, they looked real too. Like they didn't look CGI. Oh, you no, know what I mean. I think they were. Maybe the faces were. I don't know, but that's yeah, they're they're funny. Mm-hmm. That's an iconic scene. That's, what, that's right. an important is Professor it? Sprout scene. Is it really that iconic? I think it's an important scene. Yeah. I loved that scene as a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's a cute scene. Oh, and it's really um, funny how, you know, they're like, it's like the first time in this movie that we get a reference to 10 points for Gryffindor, like the point oh, system. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, which I just noted in, when, I remember when I was a kid that progressively movie through movie, the points became less and less important. Yeah, because it's about bigger stuff. Right. So, yeah, and it bites, uh, Malfoy gets bitten. Yeah, but he doesn't tell his father this time. Right. That's in the next movie. Oh, <laughs> With Buckbeak. <laughs> and so, right, the Mandrake Juice and Professor Sprout. So in the first movie, we had a defense against the Dark Arts teacher who turned out to become the Dark Arts. And <laughs> the Dark Arts. So, we, yeah, yeah, exactly. We So now we need a new Dark Arts teacher. Yeah. Defense, defense against the Dark Arts teacher. And who might that be? None other than the world famous Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes. A vain attention whore. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's exactly how I would have put it. I saw that Alan Cumming was... No uh, way! Yeah, it was like ass, but he turned it down. And you know why? It was kind of petty. For Spy Kids? No, not (laughs) for something. Like, for what reason? So he turned it a reason? Yeah. Was it like pay? 
Yeah. Oh. Related. Interesting. But was it pay related to him? Yeah. Well, um, and and others. That's like and others. Yeah. It probably had to do with them not paying the kids as much as he wanted them. They want he wanted them to. No, quite the opposite. <laughs> what? He thought they were paying the kids too yeah, much? Cause, oh. cause the kids were making way more. Oh. And he was like, I'm not going to get paid less than a 12-year-old amateur. Oh, my gosh. What a drama queen. I'm yeah. sorry, Alan. I and don't mean that. He said but, that Because I love you, Alan, if you're listening. But he, he said it specifically about Rupert Grant, oh. the Ron actor. Know, because they have I the same agent. Ron. Oh, they. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he was jealous wow, drama i know so <laughs> that's crazy you know how much they paid uh daniel radcliffe for chamber of secrets yeah two million no five million no less four million no three yeah. million yeah <laughs> two million pounds three million dollars okay ish. yeah so that's a lot that imagine a lot. being a millionaire when you're like 13 i mean yeah i get it <laughs> but also it's hard work to have that kind of responsibility oh, yeah for sure but he did good do your interviews and still <laughs> try to like figure out what life is about going through puberty right. like what the hell it's cute i don't know <laughs> he stayed so professional yeah like geez he could have got so washed up i know they were all good kids it seems like the harry potter set was clean yeah maybe maybe this says something about how films are done in except europe except crab <laughs> Oh, did Crab go to jail? He went to the deep end of the ocean. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he went to jail? Yeah. That's why he wasn't in the last few. Oh, shit. It was important. and Was he, it because of drug jail. abuse? No, it was. It had to do was it harassment? with harassment. No, he something like protest ish, but like also drugs at some oh, point. I don't breach know. Breach of contract. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so we have Gilderoy anyway, Lockhart. Yes. And so Gilderoy is this world famous author who writes these famous books about defeating mm-hmm. monsters in the magical land. And, and he's very like, he has a large female fan base. Right, I guess he's kind of like, like the a, Elvis Presley. Yeah, heartthrob. Sort of. Because mm-hmm. Hermione has a big crush on him. Yeah. But also, like, all the moms have a big crush on he's him. He's a very, you know, model, picturesque type of yeah. dude. And uh, yeah, he just loves the spotlight. Obviously, he loves to milk it, and it's all—he's all about press, right? right? He's of all, course. and that's what's important. And he loves like thinking him and Harry are the same kind of fame, yeah, celebrity. Well, and also like that oh. Harry wants it as much as he does. It's right. more evident in the books, right? But yeah, he's very like you and me are similar, you know, kind of thing. No, I think yeah, and he's just trying to use Harry to, right? Obviously, you know, boost his relevancy. Yeah. But yeah, he's very, you know, I, I think it's an interesting case study in, uh, in celebrity and thinking about, right. uh, you know, obviously she was thinking about how to start and work in this world. And maybe actually she wanted to incorporate a character like this so early so that we better understood like what Harry Potter's fame meant in the context of this world. Yeah. Because I don't think it's as established well. I mean, it kind of is. It's really meant to... It, it, I think it gets more into the legend of Harry Potter in the first one rather than like the real palpable headline fame. type of name that Harry Potter has by the second yeah, one. Yeah, it's weird that he's famous. I do forget about that. Yeah. Because yeah. he's very famous. Right, exactly. He's mm. the boy who lived. Right. So... Um, but yeah, yeah, so we, so we meet... I know we're in the school part, but we meet Lockhart at 
flourishing. Diagonally. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to talk about that moment of... It's so funny. It's like one of the funniest moments. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just say, say clearly, Diagon Alley. <laughs> and he's like, Diagon Alley. <laughs> In the book, I was telling Cameron how it makes a lot more sense because he gets like a mouthful of ash and that's why it like muffles him. And that's like, but in the movie, it's just funny because it's before he throws it that he kind of says it. So it's like, there, it, there's it's no weirder. motivation. It's a coincidence. It's there a, you go. <laughs> that is a there true coincidence. Go. See, I'm telling you, it's full of them. <laughs> and we see Nocturne Alley and it's shady. Super shady. It's yeah. like where Malfoy would hang out. Right. Well, Lucius. 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 <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but. Yeah, so that becomes important later too, Nocturnally. And intru- yeah, Chamber of Secrets is really good at introducing like a lot of broader things that become important. I wonder why Haggard was down there. He was getting Mandrake. fresh fle- flesh eating slug repellent. Oh. Why? I don't know. For his groundkeeping. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. It, I think it's it was supposed to be a red herring. Hmm. So like you know how there's a point where you think Haggard's guilty in the movie? Right. So this like shady moment could be, it's like a misdirection to like hold up the theory that maybe he's doing something shady. That's interesting. But in the end, he wasn't. Exactly. So. But that is interesting. It was, it was just like a misdirection. But I mean, of all things, Lucius is the one who's actually in the ministry. Well, yeah, but sake. people don't suspect him as much because mm. he's very like cautious per- yeah. and, you know, sh- sh- shady. Yeah. I mean, should we go into that character now? Um, yeah, I mean, we meet him also around where we meet Lockhart in exactly. the bookstore as well. And that's the big moment where he throws the diary out <gasps> into the world. The diary. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just like, uh, it seems, the whole plan seems like another thing that's like. It is. It relies on a lot of coincidences. It does. It, like that. Jenny will write in it and like right. get But hooked. why? Like why did Lucius even care to get the diary in the school to begin with? Well, I think so. Someone would release. I don't know, honestly, because I don't think he knew the scope of what that diary yeah, could do. I don't know. It's, it's see, that's not it's like not super. It's weird. Yeah. I, his motivation <laughs> for that was unclear for me. Yeah. So I think it's just to make an interesting culprit at the end Mm -hmm. which is Ginny. so i wanted to mention something about the camera work when we first are introduced to lucius and it's um something that had stood out to me a lot before even watching it this time was that this movie among all of the harry potter movies i think utilizes the can't camera angle more than uh, most it's also referred to as the dutch angle and it's just when you tilt a camera to the side so that it's not exactly leveled and horizontal with the ground. And it's usually used for jarring effects uh, when there's either confusion that you want to convey or when there's something that's not working for the protagonist, right? It's usually for some sort of bad thing that's happening mm-hmm. or something uncertain. And so when we're introduced to Lucius and he uses his cane to pull back the scar on Harry's face, that's the oh. first time that uh, it uses the can or from I remember seeing the cant angle in this movie, which is used 
a whole lot. Yeah. And um, it's just interesting. And it's especially used a lot when it's almost like anytime they mention snakes or Slytherin, mm-hmm. they use that can't. Well, it's actually because they were trying to emulate snake like movements. They oh. switched to handheld. I felt cameras. that a lot. Yeah. So it's. It's accurate. That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a really interesting and cool example of thinking of how a cinemata- c- cinema, cin- cinematography, yeah, like that kind of cinematic choice mm-hmm. is, uh, can, can be impacted by a director's choice. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lucia's motivation is weird. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But yeah, so we see him slip the diary into Jenny's cauldron. Did we also mention how this is kind of the first time we hear Jenny yeah, and yeah. see her it's, in the movie well, more? Well, because she's going to... Right. It's her first year. Her first year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we are introduced to her for the first time. We don't know Not much about her. Not the first time, but... Right, right. Yeah, the main character, or bigger character. Um, I would say it's an introduction because we only yeah. see her in... The, I guess. Yeah, in passing. She doesn't even say anything. Yeah. Right. And and I guess thinking of it in the big picture, it's kind of a big deal because of how even though we actually don't really get to learn who Jenny is at all in this movie, she still plays an important role behind the scenes of progressing the plot forward. Yeah. She's the sort of whodunit culprit. Yeah. Another misdirection here is uh, Percy Weasley. And like he's. In the book, a lot more, like, made sus- more suspicious. In the movie, hmm. he's barely there. Oh, right. But he, he's sort of seen acting suspicious since the summer throughout oh. the whole year. But it turns out he just has a secret girlfriend. <laughs> a secret girlfriend. But so they, that's like one of the pawns that they try to set up as maybe being the... Yeah, like, for some reason. Because they find him, like, when they become Crab and Goyle as the poly, with the polyjuice... They find him like near the Slytherin or like. Well, remember he, they do allude to him in the movie, I think like that. Well, they find him, yeah, in the right. movie, in the hallway. Yeah. That's, well, he's that's like, what are you second years doing out yeah. in the halls? That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. In the book, there's that and a lot of other instances of like, what what's Percy doing here? Right. And it turns out he's just like having secret meetings with his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They totally threw that out for the movie. They did, yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's, a, it's not essential. She also gets petrified. Oh. when Hermione does wow. at the same time and Percy's like devastated. I wonder if it's in the deleted scenes. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> totally threw that out. That's yeah. a good example of a non-essential elements that you don't yeah. need in the movie. But it, it, Percy becomes so important. I feel like in the movies he's like not, but he's like the traitor of the Weasley family. What? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's very important because he's like... Gosh, stop the presses. Sorry. I can't believe it. I know. He's just like the the black sheep, I feel like. He's mm. like very different from all the other Weasleys. And he becomes team ministry instead of no. team family. Yeah. Oh. I know. Because he's very like Does loves he, authority. Like being loyal to those That's why power. he's like wow. so right now he's really in Chamber of Secrets really obsessed with being a prefect. Right. Exactly. And then the next one, he's obsessed with being head boy, and he's head boy. And this line, I was going to, I guess I was going to say it for Prisoner of Azkaban, but he's like, excuse me, I'm head boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. 
It's just so pretentious. <laughs> but that's in the third one where he's head boy. Oh. And he says it in the movie? Yeah. Oh. That, that's why I get the, the intonation from. I'm excited. You'll have to play that sound clip when we get yeah. to it. Well, you'll see it. Yeah. In the movie when we get to it. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get to our first petrification <gasps> of Mrs. Norris. So what are the petrifications? Okay, this is the biggest coincidence, I think. Basically, how all the petrification victims don't see, don't look the basilisk in the eye. Right. Somehow, <laughs> by some coincidence. They're all coincidences. No one dies. Yeah. Like. A puddle in the ground. Yeah, Mrs. Norris gets petrified from moaning Myrtle's bathroom water. And seeing the reflection of and then colin creevy through the camera yeah and then hermione with the mirror and in the book there's someone else like another person with a mirror <laughs> putting on makeup <laughs> it, <laughs> it, percy's girlfriend yeah probably no it was she was no no but she was probably putting on makeup i think she had a mirror they assumed i don't know so that's what i mean that's a lot of coincidence and then the weirdest thing too is the monster doesn't eat them like that's his goal hmm. mm-hmm. you know like in the whispers and parcel tongue that harry hears he's hearing like i'm hungry or i'm gonna eat or stuff like that like the but we don't know that no we can hear that is that what he's saying yeah well he's saying like kill kill i think he's also saying something about eating at some point <laughs> Anyway, isn't it weird that he's not eating anyone? Yeah. He's been in the chamber like a million years without eating. Yeah, he just wants to kill. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know he's probably following orders, but it's just weird. It's you just weird. He, you think the snake would be hungry? Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't eat anyone. <laughs> right. It hmm. makes no sense. I also, Good point. how the fuck? Well, maybe he can't eat them if he looks at them. Of course he can. Why can't he? Because they're petrified. So? Oh, but it's not like <laughs> stone. They don't turn to stone. No, they don't. Okay. I used to play a Final Fantasy video game where Petrify was a move stone. and they would turn you to stone. That makes sense. So I think that's why I think they just became stone. No, they didn't. Yeah. And so those are all major coincidences that they didn't die. They didn't see it directly and that it didn't eat them. Yeah. Whether they're petrified or not, he can still eat them. I mean, it's, uh, this this serpent would be also, starving, starving how, serpent. Also, how the hell are the pipes that big? <laughs> I mean, pipes are like there are big pipes. You are an engineer. Yeah, but like, how does it get out and get back in with no one seeing it? To, yeah, like, no, I petrify agree. people. It's like Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I feel like you would hear like earthquake type sounds <laughs> if you're nearby. Yeah, You know, like if you hear a huge thing going by, other people would hear it. It's just supposed to be really quiet. I don't, I don't, and everybody, and everybody is sleeping. Not always. Not when Hermione gets petrified. Everyone's at the Quidditch match, I guess. No, no, no. But that's, I I think it's very unbelievable that the serpent always only comes out or the basilisk only comes out at times when there's one person around. I guess it's just weird. And it's like through what? Through the toilet? Through the sink? Like where's the hole in the pipe? The, I mean, this huge pipe. They must have a sewage system. You think they have like magic set up for their sewage system? Well, there's like a Pottermore article where like wizards just like disappear in their pants. They're 
it's weird. <laughs> You'll have to read up on that. Yeah, you're, it's like, what kind of magic do they use for their bodily they discharge? They just transfigure it from their pants. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird moment. <laughs> so it's like, but th- they have bathrooms. Yeah, I know. I and think that's that another was... coincidence here. It's like, why do they need bathrooms if they disfigure it? Well, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But anyway... <laughs> I don't know how the snake's getting in and out of the hallway. Right. Basically. I mean, I thought it was that somebody was opening up the chamber of secrets. And so they have the snake has to come out the bathroom of the sink entrance. But it's like, how would it, you know, Yeah. how would it go back and forth without being seen or heard? Yeah. Anything. Yeah, I agree. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Coincidences. Yeah, all over. Like bath- none of this. You're making me feel horrible about this movie now. You're I'm like, sorry. I like it still. I, I, I'm I just trying to give the people. I actually did not like it a lot. But then re- upon the rewatching it this time, I just had so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. I could I, not like it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I'm just trying to give the people what they want, which <laughs> is like. Truth. Yeah. Like, why do you hate it? And dis- dis- dissect yeah, that. It's a good point. Because I feel like people wouldn't want to hear us. And I agree, just like praising it. You think they just don't like Gilderoy? No, I don't think it's about him. There's just like so many plot holes. Yeah, it's like plot holey, coincidence heavy, okay. especially with the basilisk. Yeah, too unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, basilisk doesn't kill eat. So then the polyjuice po- potion thing—that's mm-hmm. another moment where it's like a way too complex and elaborate plan for like zero payoff, and like. I don't know. Just to find out. It's like breaking a million rules. It takes months to do. Right. It's like if you get caught, you'll get expelled. Literally, they told you that at the beginning of the year when you flew in in a car. Right. Exactly. And it's like not worth it. It's just to find out if Malfoy's the heir of Slytherin. Right. He's a kid. Like what is, you know, he just talks. It's just weird to me. No, I agree. It just takes up a lot of time. Right. It does. And also like Hermione turns into a cat which in the book gets her out of school for like a month and she's like behind also i don't get another thing is all the petrified people missed like a whole semester of education oh and then exams were canceled (laughs) 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 it makes no sense it's like this is an institution (laughs) also lockhart can't teach they learn nothing right they have to take care of the pixies oh god the pixie scene is ridiculous <laughs> and it's very accurate to the book uh, that's cool yeah yeah the pixies are just so much fun i i remember it's funny i played a harry potter game boy advance game and there was a pixie scene i remember it being really hard or, <laughs> or just a pixies like mm-hmm. level so yeah i think this one had one of the most they're pesky successful video games nice it's just amazing again how hermione came in to save the day she right. saves everyone <laughs> from the pixies yeah it's it's just weird like lockhart's useless he really is they a bunch of people are petrified and can't learn for months right pretty much the whole year right and hermione's out for being a cat polyjuiced so there's and in, the, in terms of the movie sequence there's only two benefits i can think of i mean one practical benefit but two things that we learned from the polyjuice sequence there's we get exposed to the slytherin house for the first time like right. we've never been inside the of it common room mm-hmm. uh so there's that but then which is not important it's just kind of interesting and cool 
But the important thing is we learn learning more. We get introduced to learning modal. <laughs> Moaning. I said learning modal. <laughs> Not through that. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, through building it. You're right. Because right, right. they're Making like, it. why are we doing this in the girls' yeah, bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no one comes in here because of moaning modal. Who? Moaning modal. You know, can you guess how old she was? Oh, I was asking you this. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I told you my guess. Like, 12? Yeah. No, is she like 17? No. What? How old? 16. No. Oh my God. What? 37. Wait, what? Yeah. The actress was 37. Oh, how old the actress was? Yes. Oh. You said how old the Moaning Myrtle was. She's a student. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So what? Yeah, the actress. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder how and why. I guess because she's a ghost, they could like, you know... Well, yeah, it, you know, obviously, right? It's just weird. It is. Yeah, it's like the best actress they had for Moaning Myrtle was. I guess, yeah. Was, huh? That is very interesting. Yeah, I thought so. I did thought you so. Did you like her as a character? She's annoying, but that's the point. Right. <laughs> right. It just and to me, it's really funny that she looks so much like Daniel Radcliffe. I know that's like a weird, like a thing. She really does, though. I mean, but why <laughs> is the she glasses? Right. Why She's is she wearing... so like have such a crush on Harry Potter? Probably because she looks just like him. <laughs> no, probably because he's nice. Yeah. And that's an important thing, right? Just like how she is on his side. So she's able to kind of, you know, be more open, I think, rather than trying to scare them out. Right. So that's interesting. So, yeah, in the bathroom, that's where we learn of her. And then we also later realize that this bathroom is pretty important for. Yeah, it's literally. And that's how it is in the book, right? Yes, of yeah? course. Okay. Cool. It's important because Moaning Myrtle is the casualty yeah. of the first time this happened. Exactly. When the chamber was opened 50 years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> Harry, when he finds a diary and has the flashback. So how does he find that? It's just it's in the. Oh, he's just coming in for some reason to the bathroom, I guess. And then. Um, well, because it's flooded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and okay. Mo- Myrtle's crying. Right. And then. Because someone threw a book at her. Right. And then he sees the book and yeah. And then that's it. Yes. So he sees the flashback. And right now at this point, we think it's Hagrid because he's hi- his Hagrid's hiding something. And Tom Riddle exposes him. And they think he's the Slytherin guy. And they expel Which him. doesn't make any sense. Like, right. how is Hagrid the heir, heir of Slytherin? Right, exactly. And how a spider can't petrify. Mm-hmm. It sucks <laughs> blood and juices. Other juices. Ew. Oh, my God. Uh, I just had a tarantula dream. Yeah. Oh, earlier I'm sorry. today. It was scary. And, so and, and this is connected because also we see the spiders leaving yeah. every petrified scene. Yes. We think it's Hagrid. And... Then Hermione gets petrified and they're like, oh, shit, we have to go mm-hmm. interrogate Hagrid. Because at first they were like, no, we can't we can't accuse him. But when they get there, the ministry is also getting there, taking him to Azkaban. Because mm-hmm. and all for press, for PR, that the ministry is doing something. Right, because right? they needed some kind of... Scapegoat. Yeah. Because... This offers exposure to seeing like how ministry, the ministry is very like. And kind of like what Hogwarts role is yeah, with their and it's image. Like bureaucracy, like you see, you know, how the ministry is, can be shady just for 
appearances. Right. And, and that and becomes very important. Kind of how Dumbledore doesn't actually have all of the power at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. That's like he is, a, he is just as easily displaced by mm-hmm. the, the men of Congress as right. whatever Which is, he calls them. They were all bullied by Lucius. Right, exactly. <laughs> My gosh. Typical. Oh. <laughs> Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they take Hagrid to Azkaban. Right. And so somewhere in between this, though, we have the Quidditch match. Well, yeah, so that's kind of an offshoot. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important just because Harry beats Draco. Right. Well, and as Seeker. Exactly. Well, we learn also that Draco is their new Seeker. And he, his father bought the whole team new broomsticks, the Nimbus 2001s. Right. And I think the most important thing from this is that we get the term mudblood introduced. And good point. Good point. It introduces like what the racial tensions are. And we learn that that's sort of the racial slur of the wizard world. And also in the movie, we talked about this during it, that Hermione is offended in the movie already. But Mm -hmm. in the book, since she's muggle born, she doesn't, she's confused by it. She's just like, I could tell it was offensive, but I don't know what it means. And Hagrid and Ron explain. So. Whereas here, we don't get that. Yeah. She's like offended. Like she. A wizard. So it kind of gets to the same end a little quicker. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about how it was more just to be clear about what the word meant and its effect. Right. It's easier for us to see her initial reaction Mm -hmm. to it if she already knew it. Yeah. But it's an important seed because that's like the whole base of like the whole war. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Interesting. We'll definitely be coming back to that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The... So he, uh, because his wand is broken, you know, Ron tries to defend Hermione by putting a spell on oh, Malfoy yeah. to eat slugs and it backfires on him. We were hearing in the behind the scenes interviews that they made those slugs taste like strawberry and other <laughs> fruity flavors to make it nice. He was like, it's actually kind of an enjoyable experience <laughs> to, to, to slurp out those slugs. <laughs> they try to make it really nice and enjoyable for me. Yeah, that's true. We uh, were saying that. Yeah. But anyway, what's the other thing so that's the thing happening? What, the thing that happens with Quidditch is that uh, oh. Harry's arm. Well, there's Edmund just a, there's a rogue bludger. There is a rogue bludger. Which is and we don't know exactly why. Dobby. Right. <laughs> Later. But yeah, we don't know why. We think everyone thinks it's Snape trying to get Slytherin to win or something. Because they always think it's Snape. But mm-hmm. it's not. And then... It's following Harry around, and those are things are very dangerous and fast. So, but he catches the snitch, and they destroy it, or Hermione destroys it in the movie. Yeah. And Lockhart tries to come and save his arm because the the ball did hit his arm. So it's a really funny, I think, moment yeah. too, just because like everybody knows that something bad is going to happen, and I think it's also the time where we finally. Not only do we, because we've seen that he's a scared yeah. uh, person, a magician, but we haven't actually seen <laughs> we wizard. Sorry, but, <laughs> oh god! But we haven't actually. He is a magician, you know, because he's like faking everything. Um, but uh, he's yeah, like wizard of Oz. Exactly. Now this is the first time we actually get to see him be a bad wizard, um, and it's like not only is he scared, but he's actually not. Like there's no way yeah. that he's capable of these grander stories that he's mm-hmm. uh, famous for. So you know, obviously this is going to come back at some point uh, to haunt them. Yeah, and then he yeah he removes the bones because of this. Harry has to spend the night in the 
infirmary to regrow his arm bones. Skelegro. Yeah. And then we get, this is kind of our bigger scene with Dobby where we figure out that he's been behind all this shit, which is another plot hole to me, how like Dobby is literally putting him in very intense physical danger all the time. Somebody who really wants somebody to not like go to Hogwarts or just like that really cares about somebody wouldn't put them in so much life danger. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's like, that's kind of a plot hole. Like, why would he do that? And he's house elves are nice to people. There's that's their whole job. So it's like, yeah, it's just weird. Like that bludger could have killed him literally and whatever. So that's another coincidence to add to the list. Good Dobby. Man, it's really racking up. I know. I'm sorry. I have look. This is all. <laughs> well, she's pointing out the my list dozen bullet points on her <laughs> notebook. Yeah. So Dobby is. I mean, he he does become important later because Harry frees him at the end of this movie. Right. And then he he comes back later in the series. Very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very important at the very end. Like in terms of the resistance. Yeah, and at the very end. Interesting. I wonder how. <laughs> you're you'll in have for to, you'll have to stay tuned. You're in for a rude awakening. Oh oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm scared. You should be. Does he turn to the dark side? No. Okay. Dobby good. is like lovely. Okay, good. Well, except, except for, for in this, this movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Okay, so I think the next big coincidence. <sighs> a whole sequence. The spiders. Yes. Because Hagrid tells them, follow the spiders. And literally, that could have been the end of Harry Potter. It literally could have been. Like, why would you tell them to follow the spiders? They don't really learn anything. They just learn that Hagrid is innocent. Yeah, when he could have said, I'm innocent. It was a spider. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, that's definitely a plot hole coincidence thing. Again, it's just like these unnecessary sequences to... Uh, yeah and like action it's for them just to realize that this misdirection was wrong or this misdirection yeah. was wrong and you could have just left it open-ended so that we're more shocked by the end when it all comes yeah exactly we discover it, who it actually is behind it all it's just so much effort and stress for very like little payoff for exactly most of the plot lines in this movie this movie's so long it's the longest. Is it really? It is. God, it's out so of long. all the Harry Potter movies. I think that might and also be a reason why it's not so liked. Right. It's also the shortest book. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm my emoji. My emoji hand <laughs> slap is <laughs> over my face. Face palm. Yeah, my face palm hand emoji is happening face right now. Slap. That's how I feel inside. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. It's <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and they left out the death day party, which was cool. What in the, the heck book. is the death day party? Nick Nicholas. Oh, ne- nearly, nearly headless Nick. Yeah, he has a death day party. What? And that's when they find Mrs. Norris after. Oh, that's cool and probably unnecessary for the movie. Yeah, but it's it could have been a fun sequence. It could I have feel been. like like a fun the party scene. Yeah, <laughs> it really exactly. It could have been. Yeah. So anyway. The spiders to me is like a big, and then the coincidence, the big coincidence in the spider scene is that the car magically comes, finds them. <laughs> exactly. And so Aragon is so interesting. At first Aragon? I think Aragon. Oh, that's Wait. not him. That's another book. It's Aragog. Oh, am I thinking of Lord of the Rings? No, you're thinking about Aragon, the 
Oh, dragon the dragon. Books. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I loved that book. Oh, I think my mom did too. So Aragog, <laughs> so Aragog is the name of the spider, yeah, yeah. and we see him in the flashback sequence as a small-ish yeah. spider, like it's waist high or knee high. Mm-hmm. But then now, obviously, he's very grown up. He <laughs> it's like a big giant mechanical spider. <laughs> and at first, I thought Aragog was gonna be a good spider. Right. Like he seemed like he was good, and obviously, friends of Hagrid. But no friend, I would never have my babies attack Hagrid on command, but I cannot deny them fresh meat when it so willingly wanders into my It's nest. bullshit. It's like, that could you really gonna kill the boy who lived with spiders? Yeah, like, Come goodbye, on. friends of Hagrid. <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, it's unrealistic. Yeah, and then magically saved by the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a spirit. Yeah, the car all of a sudden has become alive, a spirit of its own, and wants to... It First, it kicked them out of the car, and then now it wants to come back and save them, which, okay, cool. That's awesome. Anyways, I remember I really actually liked that sequence as a kid. I thought it was really exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It is. It's just like when you think of the point and all that, the right. payoff, it's, that's when it's like... Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and the stress definitely yeah but yeah as a kid I, I thought it was funny or fun not fun but you know and it's also just funny that when they get out of the car it closes the door yeah, it's, and yeah, yeah. goes back into the woods it's kind of like oh this is where my home is now right <laughs> it's, it's, like, where I'm it's a wild car it really is <laughs> uh, and you said that the car as far as you know doesn't ever come back in no, any kind of jk rowling thought about it I thought it would be cool. Like, it seems like that would be something to bring back in the later books for yeah. something. I don't think it does. That's sad. I think it just... Justice for that car. <laughs> the Ford Agley. The Ford Agley. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It has a spirit of its own now. I feel for mm-hmm. it. So then they find a paper in Hermione's hand where... Yeah, like why... That makes the whole spider thing useless, this even more useless, you know? And this is the other... Oh. But this is the other unrealistic thing, yeah. too, is that the why didn't the uh, nurse or any of the teachers who turned her in thoroughly <laughs> inspect her hands of all things? I mean, they found was it, so they found the mirror in one hand and then they were like, the other hand must be empty. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just like it makes the polyjuice and the spiders feel so useless. You know, it's like they could have avoided all of that. Yeah. Well, at least the spiders with checking her hand and then we find out it's a basilisk so informative and she's so very conveniently just writes pipes oh yeah <laughs> right I, which so makes no sense still to me it's the funniest like order of cuts in the uh scene because th- it's like one shot is um because it's like we find the paper and he's reading it oh it's a basilisk and then it's like a cut to ron but and Ron's like, but how is it getting around? And then it just, Harry's like w- looking around, not sure. And then it just, he looks at the paper and he goes, it's pipes. <laughs> Hermione's figured that out for us too. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's too a coincidence. It's very convenient. It really you know? is. It's weird. I feel bad. I when we started this podcast and I was looking forward to it, I had, did not anticipate oh, it becoming sorry. a shade fest. I'm as sorry. Much as it has I just become. I think really that's the most important thing about this movie because anytime I hear it brought up, I just hear like, oh, 
So I think it's very important to address all those things because I'm trying to find the reasons why people don't like it. Okay. And, and I think that we're coming up with some really valid reasons. I, I agree. Because I never, like, I still enjoy it. I still right. enjoy watching it. It's not one I skip in any way. Some people do. Or people just don't look forward to it. And I'm just like, I, I like it. I like it fine. It's just, I'm trying to find every possible reason people might not like it. <laughs> so, I, it's true. I mean, it's like watching two movies. It's so long. Yeah, it is. So, so I was yeah, like, I, I, why would you expect a family kids movie to be this long? Yeah, 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 for sure. Honestly, and I was so annoyed on Wikipedia. The critic reviews, like the quotes, were a lot more positive than Sorcerer's Stone. And I'm just like, just because they were like, it's so much darker. Yeah, it's like we love. Yay. It it's must like, have been like a PR stunt. They had like, to have been. Why do critics only like dark, sad things? Tell me. It's American they hate cinema. Scooby Doo. It's American cinema. We don't like happiness. It's bullshit. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. We should like happiness. Yeah. Sorcerer Stone is so happy for the most part. I mean, I get the same type of critiques though in my screenwriting classes on oh, campus. Oh, not bad enough. Yeah, exactly. Like the where's the conflict? Right. It's all they're always just hounding us about where's well, the conflict. Well, but there could be conflict and it be like happy and funny. You not know? in their eyes it's like <laughs> there's no drama and happy conflict gross i hate that i hate mm-hmm. it so we're at the we're getting into the chamber and all that they figure out it's through the bathroom right and because so, jenny's been taken yeah so ron and harry they want to go into the chamber but how does gilderoy get involved well, it's like he meets the teachers at the next right. at the message that says she'll be her skeleton, whatever. And Lockhart comes in, and they're all like, "Sorry, dozed off. What did I miss?" Yeah, and they're very annoyed with him from the whole year of him like trying to tell them what to do and stepping in, stepping on their toes, basically. And they're like, "Why don't you go to the chamber then?" Just as to get rid of him, right? But Ron and Harry used that as like someone to bring along. Exactly, and that's a, and the, and when they confront him, that's also when we learn that he yeah, is. Yeah, he's a fraud. Well, right, <laughs> and also how he uh, the one thing he's good at is uh, charms, memory charms, right, memory charms, and so he uh, threatens to do one on them really quickly. But Harry and Ron get the upper hand; they pull out their wands quicker, and so they force him as like their chauffeur down into the yeah. dungeon. Down, yeah, and chamber. It's, you open it with parcel tongue, which is, uh, we get introduced to like what parcel tongue and he's like, that's right. I'm a what again in this movie, <laughs> Harry says, and they're like parcel mouth. <laughs> so what's the point of the dueling scene? Well, that's just to expose us to Expelliarmus. I guess. So it's kind is, of like the attacks. Yeah. And, and that becomes Harry's favorite spell. Right, exactly. The whole series. Exactly. That's his specialty. That's I mean, the one good. where like him and Voldemort are like oh, crossing. The plasma is like Yeah, one's green and what's yeah. the, in the Goblet of Fire. Right, right. That's the one that he's doing Expelliarmus. Wow. Is it that powerful of a spell though? I don't know. <laughs> I, when Harry does it, apparently. I guess so. Um, <laughs> and so... I was also, just like, what's the point of the duel besides... Oh, it's it's important because it sets up Harry as like the suspicious heir of Slytherin. Right, because of the parcel tongue. 
Yeah. Yeah, because the guy even from Snape Huff- is like what the guy from Hufflepuff is like, he's the one that the snake is about to attack, mm-hmm. and he starts. What are you playing being, at? Yeah, he starts being paranoid and telling everyone, and everyone's scared of Harry. That's right. I mean, Everybody's like giving him the shade eyes. Yeah, there's a lot like. In the book, it's a lot. You see it a lot more because you're more in his point of view mm. of like how everyone hates him except Ron and Hermione and Fred and George, but everyone else is super scared of Harry mm. and like they're ostracizing him. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of be afraid of somebody who spoke snake too. Uh, <laughs> I guess you're a Hufflepuff. Oh, you're saying that you wouldn't be freaked out by no, that? No, I'm a cool Ravenclaw. Oh, you'd be like, oh, that's so hip. No, just kidding. Teach me your well, snake language. Honestly, I want to hear creepy voices. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's famous. Why not? <laughs> hey, I hear you speak parcel tongue. Why are you so southern? You want to you share your spar- parcel tongue with me sometime? Ew. <laughs> gross. I'm just thinking of like somebody like trying to hit on Harry because of it. <laughs> I mean, the Hitting on Harry movie is also Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if that makes you more attractive in the wizardry world. Well, clearly not. Yeah, makes you more scary, threatening. I mean, maybe if someone likes bad boys. <laughs> There's got to be. Like Slytherin girls, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Slytherin girls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Taylor Swift would be in Slytherin. Ooh. <laughs> Where would Katy Perry go? Gryffindor. Ew, really? Yeah. Katy Perry? Yeah. She's very politically involved. And Natasha Bedingfield? No, she would be like a uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Lady Gaga would be Ravenclaw. Sorry, I have to claim her. This is so funny. Like, I've never thought of placing, sorting. I'm honestly, I'm the queen. I'm the sorting hat. You're the sorting queen? I'm the sorting queen. I can sort anyone very accurately. Wow. I'm literally a sorting hat. That would be a fun, just like series to sort celebrities and. That's, I don't know say about why. series, but yeah, <laughs> maybe a special bonus episode. Maybe. <laughs> so we get into the Chamber of Secrets. Yes, and Tom Riddle's there somehow. The wand comes back. Ron's wand. Well, yeah, he basically Lockhart gets his karma. Right. So yeah. Because he tries to steal Ron's wand yeah. and, you know, tries to wipe their memories, uh, Harry Both and Ron's, but then it backfires and he eats slugs of lack of memory. Yeah. And he's like, do you live here? <laughs> 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 and who am I? Yeah. It's pretty funny, but it's also I think sad. it's really funny in the book, the way that it's written. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, but... It gets sad later because he's literally in the hospital for the rest of his life. Oh, my God. I know. Sorry. He becomes like, oh, <laughs> like no. the mental hospital. Oh. The mental hospital becomes a lot more important in the books in the later, but there's no time in the movies. So, yeah. Does does he come back later in the books? Yeah, kind of like as somebody sure. who doesn't have memory? Yeah, because they go to the hospital a lot because mm. they're in a war. <laughs> and they see him there sometimes. Oh. Yeah. And he's sad. just wandering around. So I mean, he's kind of happy because he's like yeah. just like with all the nurses and stuff, and like he never knew of the shady fraud life. That yeah, he once exactly. Lived. So he's. <laughs> I mean, like nobody happy. ever showed him his books. I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> Is that another coincidence? <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, it's like funny, but it's kind of sad. But it's kind of funny. I don't know. He he brought on himself. I guess you could say it's his karma. Because he really was a fraud. He had it coming. Yeah. And he should have known. He was so narcissistic. Oh, God. But I love Gilderoy. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was a Ravenclaw. Oh. So here's my. So is Morning Myrtle. Do you see it? Yeah. Because I'm a whiny hoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally full of themselves. <laughs> Bitch. I'm a narcissistic whiny hoe. Yeah. Pretty accurate. <laughs> you heard it here. Oh, so what I was going to say about Lockhart, and I can't think of any other place to put this, is that I loved his costume. Oh, yeah. It's close. He it's has good. a really, he's like wears like pink suits. Yeah, and pastels. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Pastels, yeah. So it's just really funny. Yeah, we see like the pastel yellow, pink, and blue mm-hmm. throughout the movie. So it's, it's just funny. And I think that they did a really good job on his costuming. Yeah. I mean, it's like luxury and mm-hmm. over the top. It, it's so over the top. It looks yeah. like something that a fraud would <laughs> <laughs> try to cover up with, right? Yeah. And then, okay, so in this climax, I think w- the I, I think the fox thing is fine. It's it's almost a coincidence, but like it's also Dumbledore magic, so it's kind of like it can be anything, you know, like fox right coming them. in, yeah. Like to me, I don't see that too much as a big coincidence. The way other things are, I know well, it, it kind of is. I'll tell you what I think is the big coincidence. Okay, I got one, but I wonder if it's the same me. one. Yeah, I don't know what? the sword. No. Oh, I was going to say the sword. Like the sword just like coming out of nowhere. Uh, out of the sorting hat. Yeah. Well, the... but it comes to the Griffin, a true Gryffindor or whatever. I guess. I, those are all okay to me because okay. they're very like magic-y, hmm. like ancient magic type stuff. I guess. I mean, you can, they, I guess I can see them being coincidences too, but I pass, I let those pass a little more than this next one I'm going to say is that for some reason, the only two things that kill a Horcrux are the Iron Sword of Gryffindor and Basilisk Venom. Uh, that's the only thing that can... The only two things that can kill a Horcrux. Any Horcrux? Yeah. It's Basilisk Venom. Basilisk. Basilisk. Venom. Venom. And... The Iron Sword. A Goblin Iron Sword. Oh. So... So, like, the Iron Sword of Gryffindor. But I remember one of the Horcruxes... Doesn't Dumbledore, like, drink the juice or something? And then... Well, <laughs> That's just to get it. Oh, and then they still have to destroy it. Yeah, they don't destroy it till way later. Oh. And that one's not even real. Oh, that's a decoy? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. I know. All the things you don't get from the movie. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't know. But yeah, so to me, that's a huge coincidence that I feel like it was a retroactive decision because the Basilisk Fang killed the diary. Right. Therefore, Basilisk Venom has to kill Horcruxes later. I see. It has to be one of the two things. It's just like to have only two things that kill. You know, it's like... Because it's kind of unexplained in the book, right? In the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, it's definitely it not. It just happens to well, be able to destroy the... We, we don't, don't actually understand that the diary is a Horcrux. Dumbledore doesn't really know about Horcruxes yet. It's sort of through the diary and the destruction of it that he, that starts happening in his head. Mm. That that's a thing. Interesting. So it's like... Yeah, we don't know it's a Horcrux, but it's also like there just so happens to be Basilisk Venom and it so just so happens to kill Horcruxes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so did Voldemort invent Horcruxes? I don't think he invented them, but he's the first one to make them. Right. But so I guess maybe because Dumbledore didn't study the dark arts. Well, that's it's why just, he doesn't know about them. It's so rare and like unheard of. It's absolutely rare. Yeah. So it's kind of like Dumbledore wouldn't expect that if it's like the Mm. rarest thing you can do until he had some evidence. Right. With this diary. Mm. 
Jesus. So he split. Does the book, do the books go into the backstory of when Voldemort started to split up his soul into the Horcruxes? It has a lot to do with um, Slughorn. Remember oh, him? No. He's that professor that they like, the old guy that's. Oh, right. He, I he, remember now. Yeah. Right. Well, because I remember Slughorn explains the Horcrux to him. Yeah. Right. That's sort of the seed. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see like the creation of all of them in the book. Right. It's all very like it's scary so s- and shady. Oh, shit. Well, because he's trying to get like all these very important objects. So the objects, how are they? Imp- Do you even know what the other Horcruxes are? No. That's why. They're very important oh. objects. They're like. They're like. Are they like one of a kind type yeah, objects? Yeah, it's like. He wanted Helga Hufflepuff's cup and Rowena Ravenclaw's tiara. And oh. like he ha- he needed like Slytherin's locket. Like they all were like. Items from special people. Yeah. Like they had to be. They were like luxury. That's crazy. Sorry, spoilers. But. He's such a, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> He's such a dark lord. Right. He's just obsessed with like not dying, which is like why. Well, that's. That was the whole same complex of Star. I mean, that's not that's from Star Wars, but even then, it's probably from something else too. Right. It's right. I mean, that was kind of the ring with um, Golem was that oh. you know he couldn't die as long as he was connected to the ring. It's normal, but it's like why 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 are we so scared of dying to like murder others? <laughs> I mean, because it's a fear of dying, I know, and that's what drives us to. It's like I feel like it would drive us to do the most. I know, but why does that entail killing others? Most extreme actions. Literally, like, it's okay. Everyone dies. So these are the stakes that we're taught (laughs) in drama is everything comes down to life or death. And when it comes to death, it makes us do unsensible things that we wouldn't normally do. Mm, (laughs) Lots of people just die peacefully without killing others. Some others don't. Some others, some others like literally don't want to die ever. And they're probably also associating some sense of power and prestige with it. It's like, oh, I'm going to be the first person to never die. Yeah, I guess. But of course. Anyway. So, yeah, the Horcrux, that to me is a big coincidence. The Basilisk Venom. We have the cool action, climactic fight, which is great. Action. Mm Woohoo. Basilisk. Scary. All that. And then... Yeah, he kills the diary and Ginny's back. I read up that Parseltongue had to be like created by a linguistic linguistics professor. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. From England? Cambridge, yeah. Okay. University. Nice. <laughs> Francis Nolan. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Francis. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. I yeah. didn't expect that. Because in the book, yeah, they don't like have a language for it. The way like maybe Lord of the Rings has with elf language right or something no yeah i mean lord, lord of the rings is crazy with right. their languages, languages yeah. so this is an interesting just side note and if they had that then that's something that's a producer's line item in their budget oh yeah and so obviously i'm learning this in my producing class and uh they train us to account for things like a linguistic or, or a voice coach like that if they needed to develop 
speaking this language. Yeah. So that's something that you would see like in the producer's budget. And another thing would be something like owl handler. Oh, of course. You know, like somebody who is professionally trained to yeah. handle those things. And so it's just interesting. Like I, we don't think about those things, obviously, when we're watching a movie. But um, those are things that have to be paid for and accounted for. No, yeah. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that was just a fun fact since we're in the chamber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that whole sequence is really exciting. The basilisk loses its eyes. Basilisk. Basilisk? You keep calling it a basilisk. Oh, basilisk? Basilisk. No, basilisk. Basilisk? No, basilisk. Basilisk? <laughs> yes. Basilisk? Yes. I keep calling it a basilisk. Yeah. <laughs> the basilisk. Yeah, he gets blinded by fog so that right. Harry can fight him fairly. Mm hmm. It's very scary, honestly, as a kid. I just realized when, this is a, I guess a side note, but when you're going up inside of Dumbledore's office, there's that spiraling staircase mm -hmm. that lifts. Is that an eagle or is it a phoenix that is the statue? It's a gargoyle. It's a, oh, I don't know how that's important to the witch world, the magic world. Not very. It's just like always mentioned that's a gargoyle. I just remember I really loved watching that as a kid. Right. That staircase go yeah, up. Yeah, it's definitely in the book. It's just kind of Dumbledore's magic office. Apparently his office was the most expensive set in the movie. I believe it. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> it. Yeah. That's funny too because it's like one of the smaller side sets too. Yeah, it's also the last we have of Richard Harris. Rest in peace. R.I.P. He passed away I think a few weeks before the release of Chamber oh. of Secrets. Mm -hmm. Do you know how he passed away? No. How old was he? I don't know. He looks pretty old. He looks pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he thought Fox was a real bird. And it wasn't? No, it's it was a like Phoenix. a CGI. Well, it was or like, like an animatronic. A okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. He thought it was real. <laughs> oh. I know. I thought I just thought like of this old guy being like, Oh cool. Yeah. This cool bird. <laughs> it's not gonna pinch me, is it? <laughs> That's funny. So this is yeah, after the so Harry stabs the bas basilisk uh, with scary. the sword um, it's too violent it for me it falls and destroys and dies and then tom riddle's like you may have killed the snake but the transformation is nearly complete and isn't it amazing how the venom seeps so quickly into the blood oh yeah because he's like dying right he got bit it's like as soon as she dies i will become fool and be able to take over again so i guess what was his plan to become the young Voldemort again. No, because this isn't Voldemort now. This is literally just it's like... Tom Riddle? Yeah. Oh. It's weird because it's like Voldemort's off in Albania somewhere. We're pretty dead. And this is like some other version yeah. of him? <laughs> oh, weird. Well, he's very powerful. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. The actor that played him was kind of cute. Uh, yeah. He was 23, I read. Oh. Playing a 16-year-old. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah. I never saw him he, in anything he's else. He's known for being like handsome. Yeah. Like he really Tom was. Riddle is, oh, is yeah. described as a handsome, charismatic mm. boy and very smart and powerful. He just had it all going for him. Yeah, he did. That's exactly how <laughs> that's basically how the Star Wars is, too. Like Anakin oh. Skywalker was young, hot shot. Is that Darth Vader? Yes. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Zeleny learns <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> fandom 101. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, so the, par the parallel is similar because Kylo of how Ren. that you're getting into <laughs> other stuff. 
recent stuff. So yeah, no, 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 no. What, what, how I'm going to connect it back to death and why I brought up Star Wars at that part was because what is a big motivating factor for Anakin to turn to the dark side is his desire to learn basically the force, right? Certain parts of the, the force and the dark side of the force in order to prevent his wife or his girlfriend, I guess at the time from, uh, I guess his wife from dying. Right. So he gets this, he gets told that his wife is going to die. And the only way that they might be able to save her is if he learns this dark magic, right? This dark side force of the force. So it's just similar because his whole motivation is to prevent her from dying. Like he wants to be able to reverse death. Well, that's a little more noble than Voldemort. Voldemort's like right. just me. Right. Not dying. Me not dying. Right. Exactly. It's true. Okay. Yeah. Like at least it starts off. Yeah. Voldemort noble. never had a missus. There's no Mrs. Voldemort, is there? Was Voldemort gay? No. Oh. Voldemort's just asexual? No. I'm confused. Um, we need to was, talk. He, was he we also need... into Lily? No. Oh. <laughs> We need to talk about the cursed child if you want to talk oh. about that. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I'm scared. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, if you're interested in the in Voldemort's love life, um, watch <laughs> or read the cursed child. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's no Mrs. Voldemort. What the heck? Or is there? <laughs> Hello, I'm Mrs. Voldemort. <laughs> I am so funny how he has to rearrange his name but in other languages they have to give him really random ass middle names <laughs> for it to work exactly to be i am laura Voldemort. like in french his middle name you know what his middle name is in french hargrove no what elvis <laughs> <laughs> tom elvis something that's crazy that i makes, know that makes no sense i know that's oh, no. his middle name <laughs> Yeah. Like, could they make it any more unbelievable? Right. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. It is. Every language had to switch the middle name to work to be I am Lord Voldemort. Like, why didn't the American audience get Elvis? They got Marvolo. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Give France Marvolo. No, it doesn't work in French. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he's super cute, but then his face starts exploding and <laughs> and his body explodes because, well, I mean, like what? So Harry just, okay, and this is the new, another coincidence. Like, what gets Harry, like, what thought comes into Harry's head to make him go, oh, I'm dying, Jenny's dying, I'm, like, so in pain. Why don't I just take this basilisk right, right, thing right. and stab the diary? Maybe that's going to save me. To me. me. It's not th so much that. I think to me, like, fine. I accept that he's thinking, like, maybe what's the source of Tom Riddle, this fig figment Yeah, thing. so, like, right. He's so, like, like, why not destroy it? But I would think, like, he would just, like, try to at first to tear it or something, you know? Like, something more logical. Yeah, or maybe, like, use his want. Wait, he, he doesn't have his want oh, anymore? Oh, no, he stole it. Riddle stole Riddle it. Riddle stole it, right. Yeah. So, to me, it's kind of like... It's a coincidence that he thought of the fang. I guess because it was on his arm. I don't know. But but it's also a coincidence that... Instead of like trying to right. tear it or something. And then also how Riddle didn't like hold on to it. Like why would Riddle well, just <laughs> let it be lying there on the floor? That's a good point. Because he's like, wait, what are you doing? No, <laughs> stop. And then it's like... Why like, are you acting so slowly? Like, you know, right. like you need that diary to, to me, exist. The biggest coincidence is that the basilisk thing worked. Yeah. Just because horcruxes are so weird to kill. Right. Hard to kill. 
It's just that's a huge coincidence that that's one of the two things that kills Horcrux. Doesn't make much sense. Right. I mean, th- and does it ever come back in terms of being important for destroying the other Horcruxes? Mm-hmm. Okay. They have to go back in the chamber. <gasps> Shit. Yeah. To get more teeth? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's it's like a they- very important moment. Huh. It's kind of like they like revisit all of the previous important battle yeah, grounds. Almost. That's so interesting. It's so important. Really? Something very important happens in the chamber. When they go back? Yeah. Hmm. Something juicy. Hmm. <laughs> Does Ron and Hermione kiss? Yeah. It's <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like you say juicy and I'm like, what is it? Be? Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> it is the chamber of secrets. <laughs> so they, yeah, they end up having to revisit the corpse. I see. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, yeah, because I was like, how, how else are you gonna get a basilisk? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so weird. Yeah. So yeah, at the end we have even more coincidence. We have like five minutes left in the movie, and even then, so we have our yearly final talk with Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> like why did all uh, this shit happen? Their state of the Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, like with Harry one on one. Yeah. In the right. office right, first, because right. he has a speech later. But. But it's all, and this was similar to in the first one, yeah. right? There's like a speech that the, he gives him in the infirmary or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar to that, and it's like why Dumbledore explains everything. Yeah, at the basically. End. But then it makes everything just feel like what. Right. Why would you do that? <laughs> Basically, more than anything. But yeah, he explains the sword and kind of the diary. This is weird, whatever. And then Lucius comes in and <gasps> storms in. Yeah, and he's like, oh, boo, boo, boo. And I see that like, you were returned. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, we fucked your diary up. Right. And, and he's like, oh, that thing. Right. <laughs> right. And then I think a big coincidence as well is how he frees Dobby. Huge. Huge. Because Huge. it's like he puts a sock in the diary and then. It's not really clothes. It's just an article of clothing. Well, no, that counts. It's just like, first of all, how does he know Lucius will give the diary exactly. to Dobby? Right. Also, Dumbledore needed the diary to, the diary to study it as a horcrux. I feel like hmm. that's a separate thing kind of, but. And then what uh, the house elf rules are confusing because he gives him clothes, but it's in a book. So it didn't, the intention wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So like, right. does intention not matter? Like, well, what the thing I hear a lot is like, how do house elves do your laundry? Right. So if you always like you are giving them clothes, you can't give to... them your laundry. Oh, Maybe shoot. you can't touch it and they have to like do everything. That's wow. I want You've that. You've been reading deep. Like that's what? A, I mean, you didn't think of that, did you? Did you just read no, that? No, I've read that before a long right. time ago. That's just so smart. I would like never <laughs> think of that. It's right. like, but it's true. Yeah. It's like you would give hey, your house you... elves laundry to right. do. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like, no, no, no. We have spells for that. We have charms for I guess. doing laundry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, it's that's just what weird. the Weasleys have to do, but we have house elves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you never touch the clothes, then they can grab them. And that's not, that doesn't count. Huh. You know? I guess. You just don't touch the clothes. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, hey, can you throw this in? It's like, oh, you're fucked. You freed it. I want a house elf to do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it for shit. And it's also like a human clothes, not a no, that's elf fine. clothes. There's oh. no such thing, really. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's sad. We the movies we lose 
a lot of or most 99% of the house elf storyline. Oh, later on. Yeah, just throughout. Dobby and Chamber of Secrets is the most we get of house elves. But it's a whole society. Yeah, it's an important like and Hermione's trying to lead like civil rights for house elves. Oh, and it's yeah. like, geez, is that sort of a like metaphor for slavery? Well, she thinks so. It's confusing because, yeah, it's weird. Interesting. It's weird. But house elves are really important throughout all of it because Hogwarts. They create like an army. No. Okay. But <laughs> I thought like Dobby might become the leader of house elf army. He does, they do fight, I think, in mm. the in the end. But Hogwarts is full of house elves. Oh, we never see them. No, we don't. They make the food. We never see the kitchen. We don't. It's by Hufflepuff. Oh. Huh. So like, the houses get different parts of the. Mm-hmm. So the Slytherins are in the dungeons. Gryffindors and Ravenclaws have towers, and then. Hufflepuffs are by the kitchen. <laughs> They're so fat. You're eating all the food all the time. <laughs> They're not eating all the food all the time. They're just near there. Mm. Fred and George always sneak in the kitchen and so do Harry later. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they want food? I don't remember. Are they secretly like getting high? Um. Pot, <laughs> Harry Pothead? Well, that's Potterhead is the name <laughs> for the fans. Oh. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Potter. Oh, like you're a Potterhead? Yeah. Oh. Get it? I do. <laughs> Should I get it, though? Well, okay. I mean, yeah. And then exams are canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Golf clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hermione's like, darn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess Hagrid comes back, too. Oh, right, yeah. And from Azkaban. They really prolonged that. They really did. Entrance. <laughs> they really did. And like, that's what it's all about at the end. Yeah. It's like Hagrid coming back. It's like, really? That was our big... We saw Robbie Coltrane was salty that Hagrid was barely in the movie. Yeah, I know. In the interviews, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> he was like, I'm not bitter at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in this movie at all. It's really more like a part time job. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. It was funny. He totally called them out. Right. I love how he was just like going to be totally candid on yeah, the camera. For sure. But in a classy way, it's so British. Because they're always like sneaking in those sly under comments, right. making them just sound like really nice and cordial. <laughs> well, geez. Enemies of the air, beware. I, you never said it. Sorry. <laughs> you should put that on loop when you publish the podcast. Enemies of the air, beware. Enemies of the air, beware. That's scary. And then slow it down. Enemies of the air, beware. That's how I felt when Trump won. Shit. <laughs> Enemies of the air, beware. Well, so we are we are enemies of the air. I mean, we're like in a Voldemort. (laughs) Definitely. Time frame. Umbridge. Oh God, I don't know what to believe anymore. Who's Snape? Like who is like undercover? Yeah, (laughs) I don't don't know. know. Honestly, (laughs) Mueller. Who's Uh, he? (laughs) I get so confused. Who's good? Who's bad? Sometimes. Well, we've come to the end. So, what is your final grade for the chamber? Of secrets. It's hard because it's like I see all the flaws, but I also enjoy it. Like I don't know how to. But you do know. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> That's not gonna work. You want to hear mine? Yes. I give it a B. Okay, I was gonna give it a B plus. I think that's a good balance. I think so too. I was thinking about giving it a B plus, and then kind of last minute, I just go. I don't know if it really hits a B plus mark for me. Mm. I just enjoy it enough to like. Not rated right, bad. I would still watch a B movie. Yeah. But yeah, I I will say that 
I actually didn't. I I wasn't as excited going into watching this movie. I mean, I was excited to be able to see it again with you, but I was expecting it to be a letdown. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I was just really into it this time. I think there was something about me that really enjoyed the cinematography and the editing mm-hmm. um, a lot. Those and things are good. I think most of like the things we're finding wrong with it is more in the books. And Mm -hmm. that correlates as well with like people hate the movie, but also hate the book. Like it's not like a thing where the movie fucked up. Blame it on the source material. Well, I think it is more about that. Yeah. Sorry, Uh JK. I mean, it's an amazing series, so it's not like people hate it. It's just the least loved. Yeah. It's the least loved Potter. Yeah. But that's okay. So that means that the next one was probably going to be really exciting. I feel like the next one is one of the most beloved. I have to agree with you. I remember, I mean, granted, when I was reading them, I only read up to book four and maybe a little bit of book five. But out of all of them, the three was my favorite read. Okay. Yeah. That that can be our fun Harry Potter fact this episode. Okay. Last week, we or last time we did our houses. Right, and right. So three is my favorite. What's book. your favorite book and movie? Oh, my. So you haven't read all the books, though. Uh, right. So disclaimer. <laughs> exactly. Out of all of the movies, for the longest time, the Half Blood Prince was my favorite, um, and that was weird. Yeah. You don't know what's happening. Well, I, well, yeah, <laughs> and I think that was part of it because what happened was I it was I guess like a Christmas Eve, and I was house sitting watching somebody's dog for the night, and. Uh, they had on cable and I turned on cable in the middle of the night and they were playing Half-Blood Prince. And it was at the sequence when Dumbledore was in the cave. So I uh, tuned in right at that time. And that's like the end, though. Kind of, sort of. It's the end. Yeah. I just remember it being really cool. And I was just like, maybe I don't give this movie as much credit as I should because this is like really cool and really dark. <laughs> but yeah, when we were rewatching them last time... I remember it not being as strong, in my opinion, as Order of the Phoenix. Mm. And so I think that, I mean, we'll see what happens after watching all of them through this time around and covering them on uh, Heike Book Club. But I think that uh, for right now, I really love Order of the Phoenix as the movie. Interesting. my favorite. I feel like that one's one of the worst ones, not because of what anything other than the book is like the longest by far. And it's one of the shorter movies. Mm. So it's kind of like so much they gets leave, left out. Well, I remember the ending feeling very rushed. You, you literally get like 30%. Oh, that's fucked the, up. <laughs> yeah, of the story. So it's kind of like, to me, that's like the weakest movie just because you, you don't. It's more like a supplement to the book rather <laughs> than like something you can just watch and follow everything that's the the magnitude of the story that sucks so you're saying i should really read that book you should i think you would like it a lot yeah it's so good i mean umbridge oh it's like an amazing villain Jesus. it's just like she's so hateable but <laughs> anyway my favorite book and movie are goblet of fire for sure oh yeah it's a big turning point at the end and it's also i love competition it's almost bordering on reality tv oh. type competition because <laughs> it's like hunger gamesy a little bit I love that shit. I love like social dynamics. I I love all that. So it's like everyone hates on it for that, for like being too about the dance. It's kind of like the melodrama. Yes. Telenovela. It's very telenovela. Well, it's very like teen movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that shit. 
So that's <laughs> oh, my gosh. favorite. Do y'all hear what I have to live with, guys? <laughs> yeah, Camp Rock. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone loves Camp Rock. I've never seen it, but I want to. So do you, I bet. I bet you would like it. It's a musical. Traveling Pants. Oh, I love the Traveling Pants. Aquamarine. I want to make a whole podcast of shitty teen movies. Uh, Yeah, leave me out. No, not with you. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely you can, not. You can bring one of your friends, other Maybe. friends in for that. <laughs> okay, well, hey, speaking of your friends, do you have any shout outs? No. What? Boring. Sorry. Rough. Well, I'm not going to shout out two people in a row. Why not? Because I don't want all this responsibility to be expected on me not expected it's just do you have one for chamber of secrets i can't think of anybody me neither everyone um, hates this movie i mean so sharon she also gifted me <laughs> no i know okay. i'm just saying she also gifted me this book and did the same thing where she wrote a personal note oh, inside that's and good. she stayed pretty consistent with that for four years that's why i read up through a goblet of fire but sharon was your aunt in case you didn't hear the last episode Cam- yeah sharon is cameron's aunt that gifted him the harry potter books and mm-hmm. wrote personal notes inside of them inside of them. right and really honestly that was the only experience of anything like that i ever got getting personalized Aww. books i should do that it's so great it's a great present <laughs> i only read harry potter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like keep giving people harry potter books <laughs> 50 years <I> later mean... <laughs> it's actually one of my it's funnest timeless. i mean i don't do it that often i don't do it at all but it's fun to go into a place like half price books and find these used books especially older ones where you can see notes handwritten to oh. people from a long time ago yeah and it sucks that like this person ended up giving it to a books resale bookstore what person <laughs> or just like the person who sells this personalized oh, book right, right, right. To, yeah yeah but no i don't really i mean I could shout out, I guess, just my middle school reading teachers in general, like my middle school English and reading teachers, because I had to, I think my sixth grade one was Mr. Shepard, and that's the class where I was reading the books in, and um, I remember I read like the first three or four all in one year, so pretty crazy. Shout out to Miss Wedgworth. <laughs> right. Ms. No, I'm just kidding. Ms. Wedgeworth. She was one of my you know English teachers. <laughs> she was one of my English teachers. Mm-hmm. But they had nothing to do with Harry Potter. We had a good laugh over we did that it, earlier. Just, yeah. Her name was very British and I don't know. If we ever sounding. if we ever write anything, we need to have a Miss Wedgeworth in there. No, that's <laughs> not that's illegal. It, we put the, a disclaimer the, at the end. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess on that note, we should probably leave you guys and uh, probably won't be next week. But uh, at some point, we'll do the Harry Potter three Harry Prisoner. Potter <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban or is it Azkaban? Azkaban? No, Azkaban. Uh, Azkaban. <laughs> and uh yeah anyway on that note we will leave you adieu if you have any thoughts about this episode or any of our episodes you can always email us at huggybookclub at gmail.com or tweet us or instagram us at huggybookclub or give us a rating on itunes yeah. it really helps if you give us five stars for other people to find us if even were- if you don't use itunes i know it's finicky with podcasts for me but it's really helpful. Yeah. I mean, if you liked what you heard, there's no reason not to. If you didn't like what you heard, Email. then there's a lot of reason not to. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yeah, any kind of uh, feedback you want to give us, we're all ears. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions about how we run the show. 
So on that, we will see you next week with something that we'll be covering. Be sure to tune in to us on Twitter to hear about what that might be. You'll be hearing from more.